Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good evening. So we just want to emphasize for those of you um, like me, men, um, on the 1st of December, we are having a, what do you call it, a, a hike at Avis at 6.30 a.m. So 6.30 in the morning. So if you are available, please join us and um, come and hike with us in that morning. Just for the guys. Yeah, ladies sleep late. Just for the guys. So this is a, 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 our, maybe we should hand out, the ushers should hand us out some tissues because this is our last evening service for 2018. But we are so excited to see what God is going to do in 2019 um, in this service specifically. So I want to thank every one of you who served here, who joined us from the start. The guys who are on, I know, multimedia and the worship, there's no rotation. There's only one team, so they are on every Sunday doing the same thing from 3 o'clock already. They are here, and so we are very, very thankful. Thankful for the guys who are serving the Jews. Thankful for the guys who, are, who came to preach here, and everybody, the ushers, who if you see a clean place, it's because these guys are here early, and so we are so, so grateful. And I'm so convinced that God wants to use you in 2019 in this service. So do not go anywhere when our services start again because God places us in places to use us. And you could possibly go back to the first, our morning services and not be used because you're not where you should be. So if you have committed to be here, stay here. If you have not committed to be here or serve anywhere, please join us. Please sign up, speak to me. I will get you a team and I will help you to slot in and serve um, people yesterday we had our volunteers fun day an amazing time and what stood out for me pastor yuma um, that that spoke there she said when we serve we lay down our lives to refresh others and that was really amazing words to me that sometimes we feel so meaningless sometimes we feel what an impact what what impact can it be if i'm at a desk and someone just signing up a paper but you don't realize by having, being there, helping them sign up, attending that event brings a refreshment. So please join us again on the 13th of January as we will return to this third service. So the 6th of January, we are fasting. We're starting a fast, so we'll have a worship evening that evening. And then from the 13th onward, we will continue services as normal. So pray for your friends, pray for your family members, start discipling them, start helping them to follow the Lord and bring them along in 2019. What was amazing about this evening is the worship. It was the word that was given. It was what Caroline said of Matthew 11:38, if I'm correct, 28, is everything is in line with what I prepared. Now, what I'm going to share with you tonight 
is if you want to see what you worship. So if you realize those songs were more your hymns, your psalms, it's, it has such heaviness, such deep meaning, it feels different even singing them. If you want that to be reality in your life, I need you to listen. Because I'm going to share with you what actually catches us of God and what can keep us um, from experiencing that. So this night's message is titled, Flee from Your Distractions. So we're living in a time where the most distractions are present. We have the most entertainment that the whole previous generations has ever seen. We have the best technologies. There's nothing like, it bef- like this. We have all the technology. We have all the social media. We have places upon places where you can spend time upon time eating restaurants just socialing hiking whatever you can find there is so many things to do jobs that continue hours and hours not not even an eight to five anymore it just continues um, longer than and we have so many distractions and tonight we're going to talk about you fleeing from them and then how do you respond to that so when you run what should you actually be doing in response so what is a distraction a distraction is a thing that prevents someone from concentrating on something else so a distraction is preventing you from concentrating on what you should be concentrating on or it is a interference or a um, obstruction a a hindrance interruption a disturbance it's a diversion takes you away from where you should be heading and we are, i said we are living in a time of many distractions but we are going into december we are going into 2019 now sometimes i catch myself already in holiday mode and then i have to refocus and re-strength and re-get myself back and say it's just a few more weeks because it's, 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 what is it? It's about three weeks that I'm getting married. Um, so I am so excited about that. <laughs> and so, um, so, and there's so many distractions that can take place. And so we are going into a holiday time. And for many of us, holidays meaning going home. And many times home is not alone. It's around many people. And you find yourself very distracted in your walk with the Lord. You find yourself very caught up that the environment is not that easy to spend time with the Lord. And as sinless as that is, as as it's nothing wrong with it, it catches us and it actually distracts us from our walk with the Lord. And the same in 2019, if you think of 2018, there were many distractions. Those of you who write down goals... If you didn't achieve them, it's possible you didn't achieve them because of a distraction. Because something took you off course where you were were supposed to be heading. So a distraction can take us off from our wholehearted devotion to God. A distraction can take you off course from your purpose and your goal. And so this evening, we want to make sure that our ending, because the way we end will determine the way we begin. Right? So you can end bad and begin good, but we want to end good and, and start even better. 
Does that make sense? So you can end bad, you can start good, but you can end good and start even better. And so I want to assist us tonight in the word that I'll be sharing is how can you end good this year? It's not too late. And how can you even start better in 2019? Are you ready? So the main scripture that I have was Psalm 63. Don't page there because it changed. It's still part of my sermon, but it is not the main sermon anymore. But it's still the main portion to how we're going to respond. So it stays the main point. But to understand Psalm 63, I had to go to 2 Samuel. So you can open your Bibles at 2 Samuel 15. Because Psalm 63 was written... Because of what happened in 2 Samuel 15. And therefore I realized I won't be able to preach Psalm 63. Because I don't know what happened in Psalm 63. So I realized I need to go to Samuel. Because Samuel is going to explain to me why David wrote this prayer. So let's go to our Bibles in Samuel 2 verse 15. I'm going to read from 1 to 6. And then from 13 to 14. 2 Samuel chapter 15. 2 Samuel chapter 15. So we have David the king here, and we have Absalom, his, uh, his son. And his son just returned because he actually murdered his brother, if I'm correct, because his brother raped the sister, and it was just chaos in the household. And so Absalom flee, went away for a while. His father had grace, said he can come back. And here he is again, starting trouble all over and it says to us in Samuel 15, After this, Absalom got himself a chariot and horses, and fifty men ran, ran before him. And Absalom used to rise early and, and stand beside the way of the gate. And when any man had a dispute to come before the king for judgment, Absalom would call to him and say, From what city are you? And when he said, Your servant is from such and such a tribe in Israel, Absalom would say to him, See, your claims are good and right. But there is no man designated by the king to hear you. Verse 4 to 6. Then Absalom would, would, would say, Oh, that I were the judge in the land, and every man with a dispute or cause might come to me, and I would give him justice. And whenever a man come near to pay homage to him, he would put out his hand and take hold of him and kiss him. Thus Absalom did to all of Israel who came to the, to the king for judgment, so Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Verse 13, And a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel have gone after Absalom. Then, then David said to all his servants who were with him at the Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, or else there will be no escape from us, for us from Absalom. So I skipped a bit there, but you could see exactly what Absalom was busy doing. So he arises early in the morning. The people are supposed to go to the king for judgment. He stops them and says, where are you from? What is your dispute? He says, I'm from such and such, this tribe in Israel. And he says, oh, there's nothing for you. There's no justice. But if I was the judge, I would have made sure that you would be taken care of and so let's so the first thing that we're going to look at is what type of people does a distraction love 
Because it has its chosen people. Because some people are already distracted. Just in general, they're off course. But there's a certain people that the, that the distraction loves. And it says, from which city are you? This was Absalom asking. I'm, and when he said, your servant is of such and such a tribe in Israel. Who was Israel? It was the chosen people. You see, our distractions are after those who are chosen. Because its focus is to interfere. Its focus is to change your course. So a distraction is after you who are in Christ. Because those who are not in Christ, and if you're not in Christ, you're going to be in Christ tonight. But those of you not in Christ, you're already distracted. You already have no purpose. Because even if you're successful, you're not fulfilling your purpose because you're your, your chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And you do not do that if you're not in Christ. You're doing nothing for the glory of God when you're not in Christ. So distractions get normally to us as believers. And it, its main focus is to change our course. And if you go and read the New Testament, if you read Paul's letters, who did he write his, most of his letters to? To unbelievers or to the church? He wrote them to the church. He spoke to the Galatians. You foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Who has disturbed you? Who has distracted you? He spoke to the Corinthians. Flee. Why are these distractions getting to you? He spoke to the churches and said there's too many distractions in your midst that's getting you away from what you should be glorifying, from what you should be enjoying, from what you should be waking up to glorify in the mornings. There's so many things that are happening. And now I'm thinking in our present and our current age, we have these things. Man, I caught myself the other day for hours. Just, it was a good cause. I was looking for honeymoon, but still it was like a, it was hours of just scrolling and scrolling on Airbnb. And I, man, I just, at a stage I just put it down and it's like, Get away from me because it's like I feel so controlled. I feel so distracted because I actually came home to do something. I had a purpose. I had a goal that I wanted still to achieve before my day ends. And so I realized distractions are after us. They are looking for our lives. They are looking to deviate. They are looking to change our course in your walk with God, in your purpose as a person, in your calling and whatever it may be, your goals that you have set for the year, in your families, whatever it can distract you from, it will. And so a distraction is after us. But what we can take out and what we can be positive or encourage this about is Corinthians 10 verse 13 tells us that there is no temptation beyond what we can bear. There is no, no temptation has overtaken you that is, that is common to man. God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. He will not let you be distracted beyond what you can bear. He will not allow that. Not allow, He will not allow. But with the temptation, He will also provide a way of, of escape that you may be able to endure. So I want you to understand that you have power over the distraction it cannot actually distract you it cannot it's not allowed to it gets to us but it's not supposed to because it's not beyond what we can 
bear. So for us as believers to not be distracted, we need to understand the strategy. There's a distraction as a strategy. The strategy of distraction. And it says to us, after this Absalom got himself a chariot, let's just go a bit down. And Absalom used to rise early and stand beside the way of the gate. And when any man had a dispute to come before the king of for judgment, I'm getting old. Absalom would call to him and say, from what city are you? And when he said, your servant is of such and such, the tribe of Israel, Absalom would say to him, see your claims are good and right. Strategies, distraction is two things. One, it speaks to you. Absalom is the distraction here to the people because they're supposed to go to the king. One, it speaks to you. Have you ever read your Bible or you ever came home late and you wanted to read your Bible and it's like, I'm going to be religious if I read my Bible. I can just go to bed. It speaks to you. You start justifying in your head why you can watch a movie rather than spend time with the Lord. Why you can go on socials rather than spend time with the Lord. I had a stage in my life where I judged people um, that went out late nights because I wondered when do they spend time with the Lord if they're up until 1, 2 a.m. in the mornings. Like, where do they get the time? Because they definitely late sleepers. If you're able to stay up on 2 a.m., I don't expect you to wake up at 5 a.m., so where's your time? Um, but those are distractions. Even social events can become a distraction. Friends can become a distraction. And in our heads, it starts speaking to you. And then secondly, what a distraction does, it legitimizes your desire. So it tells you, your dispute is good and right. Oh, your desire to watch a movie tonight and not read God and not worship God and not enjoy God. Oh, that is so good and that is so right. Go and watch your movie. <laughs> it does that. It speaks to us. It starts uh, um, allowing us to justify in our heads. And it, and it and makes you um, spend longer time on Facebook, on Instagram. It makes you watch more movies. It makes you go out more. And in your mind, you start telling yourself that it's okay. My, my claim is just. My desire is just. But in the end, it is actually coming for us. It is catching us. That sounds a bit weird, but it's catching us. And so that's exactly what Absalom did to the people, is he would call to them. He will stop them before they arrived where they should have arrived. And he says, where are you from? Man, if I was your judge, your claims are so good and just. Your claims are so good and right. Everything that you have is right. It's, it's a good desire holiday you're going to be with your family in december oh it's such a good thing it is okay if you do not worship the king of kings and the lord of lords if you're distracted from fulfilling your purpose if you're distracted from fulfilling your call so distraction is after the chosen ones with these two strategies strategies for one main purpose for one main purpose what is the end result of a distraction and whenever a man came near to pay homage to him he would put out his hand and take him of him take hold of him and kiss him 
Thus Absalom did to all of Israel who came to the king judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Distraction is set out to steal your heart. It's what it wants. Where were the people of Israel supposed to go? To the king. Where are we supposed to go? To the king. But distractions hinder us. And so what it wants to steal your heart. And I know we said, you know, we, when, when you're in love, you say they stole my heart. I don't know if it's the right words because stealing is, is a corrupt thing. <laughs> you're stealing. You're, you're not doing it in a legitimate way. You're stealing. He stole. It wasn't the right way. Was there justice for the people? There was. King David was a good king. He was a good king. And, and it says that he stole the heart. So he, he lied to the people. He, he persuaded. He spoke to them. He kissed them. And that's what all these things does in the world to us. They kiss us and they please us. And they say what we have is so fair. It's so right. And it comes and it steals. It stops you as it stopped the people of Israel to get to King David. And whatever conquers your heart rules your life. I'm telling you, whatever conquers your heart rules your life. If socials have conquered your life, oh, your heart, it rules your life. You have more value on it than anything else. Social media, even if those of you are married, your spouses, it can take you over. Our friends, our family, our movies, our pleasures, our hobbies, everything can make us disconnected. It can come and steal our hearts. And it disconnects us from the king of kings. Because see, Peter says to us, 1 Peter 3 verse 15, But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. In your hearts revere Christ as Lord. In your hearts declare God sanctified as Lord. In your hearts. The moment your heart is distracted, you're harmless. You're in the right place for the enemy. Because you're not connected. There's things ruling you. You're okay. You're no more devoted to the king of kings. You're, you're, you actually have made Christ less valuable because you removed him. And how do we respond to that? We need to renounce. You need to renounce what you possess. And I, I, I recently, the Lord took me on this journey one night in prayer and I just started renouncing and say, Lord, nothing is mine anymore. Not my wife-to-be, not my finances, not my clothes, every simple thing I had, not my books. Nothing belongs to me anymore. Everything is yours because there's only one heart, meaning there's only one place for one king. You cannot have two things ruling your life. One distraction, that's why it's great. It only needs one distraction. You know, it doesn't need you to be uh, possessed with all... Is it possessed? <laughs> possessed with social media. Possessed so 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 <laughs> demonic. <laughs> You're possessed. <laughs> it sounds so demonic. Maybe obsessed though. You know, <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> I, it didn't calculate in my mind that word. Didn't just didn't sit well. But it needs one distraction. It needs one thing because there's only place for one Lord, one Jesus, one God of the universe. So if it's Facebook. You're done. You're disconnected if that thing rules you. Now, do I say Facebook is sinful? No. 
as long as Christ is your king. As long as he's the one who rules you. As long as nothing determines your time with him. Nothing. Not a movie, not a social, not, not your family. Nothing. Not a book. Determines your devotion, your worship, your whole life to him. So, like I said, when we disconnect our heart from Christ, or when something rules us, we actually devalue Christ. Because we say he's no longer worthy to be the one who rules. He's no longer the one who should be on my heart. We found other things. And the scary part is they come so natural. They come so silent. They come so simple. They come so innocent. And they have us. Boy, and it's, if it's a month, it has you for a month. If it's a week, it has you for a week. And so we need to constantly check and say, how do we respond? How do we respond? Because I can promise you December is coming and you're going to face distractions. I don't know what your family setup is. I don't know if your household worships God. I remember going home when, when, I, when I, I was in Lesotho for a while. And when the students came home, they would just say how difficult it was to spend time with the Lord. Because of house setups. And maybe they, you know, parents don't always enjoy this, uh, the, the, the charismatic churches or whatever it may be. But you're going to face some distractions. And maybe it's social distractions or, you know, maybe it's just um, there's weddings. So I don't know what's happening in December in Namibia. It's my, um, but there's going to be distractions. And 2019 is a year of 365 days. Is it 65? 65 days full of distractions. Every day trying to move our, our lives from what we should be focused on. Trying to conquer our hearts. Trying to speak to us. Justify in our heads why we shouldn't go this way. So how do we respond? We need to respond the way David did. And it says to us, a messenger came to David saying, I'm the messenger that came to you and I'm saying to you, the hearts of the men have gone after Absalom. Then David said to all his servants, we were with him at Jerusalem. Arise and let us flee. Let us flee or else there will be no escape from us from Absalom. Go quickly, let us, lest he overtake us quickly. I told you guys I'm getting old. Lest he overtake us quickly and bring down ruin on us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. So what did David do? fled what should you do you should flee flee the things you that distract you the good part about tonight is i don't even know i have to mention things that distract you because you know what distracts you i don't even have to come to be relevant because you know what takes your time you know where you spend your time you know what you do in your life i'm just saying watch out that it doesn't speak to you and you justify it, watch out that, you, that it doesn't legitimize your desire. And you could be meeting a legitimate desire in an illegitimate way. And so we should do exactly what David did. And it, it says he flee. Took his people, he took everything he had and says, let me go. 
And so David goes and he runs off and he runs into the wilderness. And now you open your Bibles up Psalm 63 because he wrote this. After all this has happened, he responds with this prayer to the God. And that's the way we're going to respond this evening. So in Psalm 63, this is what David wrote. And so for you to stay on course, for you to give your whole life to God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, you've got to stay focused. The interesting part of Psalm 63 is that David made no requests. It's, it's very interesting. He never said, Lord, help me. And imagine if, if, we, if we're in a tough time, I'll call, I'll cry, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's help. And he doesn't help. He doesn't call for help. Hear here what David, I'm going to read the whole psalm, and then we'll come back to it. It says, Oh God, you're my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in the dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked, looked you in the sanctuary beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift, my hand. I'll lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on, on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And the shadow of your wings I, have sing for, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you or your right hand upholds me. Verse 8 in another translation says, My soul follows hard after you. It goes on you do do you experience, uh, sorry, but those who seek to destroy my life shall go down to the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals, but the king shall rejoice in God. All who, who swear by God shall exalt, all who swear by him shall exalt, for the mouth of liars will be stopped. And that was... That was David's response in a time where Absalom was stealing hearts. And in the same way, if your heart is to worship God, if you want a wholehearted devotion to God, if you want to give Him everything and you want to flee from every distraction that's set in your life. See, Christ died. He gave His whole life. So He wants your whole life. And if you want to give Him your whole life, this is your response. Four things, four categories that you can find in Psalm. One, David expresses his longing. Verse 1 to 3, 1 to 2 says, Oh God, you're my God, earnestly. Earnestly I seek you. When last have you told the, the Lord of heaven and earth, Lord, I earnestly seek you. I earnest, my soul thirst for you i am so so thirsty for you it says my flesh faints i am without oxygen if i'm without you i cannot make it if i'm without you when last have you expressed that longing towards the king of kings when last have you said to him in the same year um so wait my flesh faints for you as in the dry and weary 
where there is no water. Where there is no God, the King of Kings, there is dryness. And you got to wake up in the morning and say, oh Lord, I long for you. When you get to lunch, Lord, I long for you. When you get to the evening, oh Lord, I long for you. I remember coming home after a long day. And as I, you know, when you get busy, your mind is busy. And then when that moment you come to a pause and like, oh, let me just think um, for the day. And I, all I could express to the Lord is, oh, Lord, I, I just long for you. Lord, I, oh, Lord, I desire you. God, oh, Lord, just, just give me more of you. And that's what your response should be when you see a distraction and say, Lord, I long for you. I'm fleeing from this distraction and I am longing for you. My heart faints. My soul is thirsty. My soul is thirsty. Remember the flesh is trying to feed your soul and the spirit is trying to feed your soul. And the So, and I'm telling you, <laughs> that was the spirit. Um, and so, our souls want to be fed by the promises, by the word of God. It wants to feed into our souls. So, that's why we speak words. Um, it expresses his longing. And you know, when you read the word of God, you shouldn't just read it. You should be able to imagine it. You should be able to see it. You should be able to taste it. It says taste and see. So there must be a taste. There must be something that fills us, that we feel the tasting of the Lord. And we see Him. Because you see, we, we believe He's omnipresent. But we need the manifestation of His presence in our life. He's here. But you, couldn't, you, you could possibly not experience His presence. We need the manifestation, the, the, it happening in our lives, not just knowing His presence. It has to be in your personal life. Secondly, what David does is he expresses his praise. When you're distracted, distracted, express your praise. Because your steadfast love, your consistent love, your unfailing love, it doesn't give up on me. It doesn't change. It is better than life. My lips will praise you. My lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. I hope that you're lifting up your hands in praise in the private. Not just here where everybody is and it's easy. I hope you're lifting up your praises and your blessings and you're you blessing God in the private. Thirdly, he expresses his satisfaction in God. He says, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed. And meditate on you in the watches of the night. When last have you lied on your bed and you, and you said, I, I remember you, Lord. 
oh Lord, I, I remember when you saved me. I, in your mind, you're seeing how Christ died for you. And oh Lord, I remember you dying for me. Lord, I, and you, in your mind, you say, Lord, I remember when you were my shield. Lord, I remember today that you were my rock. Lord, I remember today you were my truth. Lord, I remember when your spirit spoke to me. Lord, I remember when, I, when, when, when you came through for me. Sit in your bed and remember what God is doing. Imagine his situation. His son wants to kill him. And this is his prayer to God. His son wants to kill him and he responds. And I meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings... I will sing for joy. My soul, I like the translation, my soul follows hard after you. My soul clings. It holds on. It cannot release. My soul doesn't want to get let go. Even though the flesh trying to feed me, you should express to God and say, Lord, I want my soul to cling to you. I want to follow hard after you. And it, it says, you, you should follow hard after him. David said, I want to do that. You wake up and decide, I want to follow hard after him. And fourthly, he expressed the victory. And for us, it's our distractions. And he says, but those who seek to destroy my life, those distractions that seek to destroy your life, that seeks to destroy your calling, that seeks to destroy your purpose, that seeks to destroy your wholehearted devotion to God, it says, um, but those who destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. We will put them to death. Those things that want to distract us, they shall be a portion for the jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. You shall rejoice in God. Your heart shall be satisfied in God. You shall not grow weary. You shall finish your race. You shall continue until the end. Do not express your victory. Lord, I will not be distracted. I will fulfill my purpose in 2019. I will reach my goals. I will worship you. I will give my life to you. I will tell people of you. I will make disciples. I will serve the local church. And so express your victory. But the king shall rejoice in God. And all who swear by him shall exult. For the mouth of the liars will be stopped. Your distractions will stop talking to you. It will stop justifying in your head. But you will take captive of every thought and submit it to Christ you will take hold of it you will take hold of it that's David's response to his situation and tonight as I close I want you to respond and say Lord I want to express the way David did my longing my praise my satisfaction and my victory. Maybe the worship team, they'll just come another song. Yes, don't worry. <laughs> Sorry about that. And I just want this one of the songs that expresses our longing and our joy. And if that's what you're thirsting for, let's stand. If that's what you are longing for, that wholehearted de devotion. You know, we so, much, so many times are filled with our own requests. 
our own desires, our own longings, our own things, that we actually forget the King of Kings, the one who should be praised. The one who should be praised. I will also help them sing here. So I just want you to respond. I'm going to pray for us and then you guys can choose any song. I want to pray for us and I want you to respond with a longing, with a praise, um, with a satisfaction and with your victory. Because God wants to remove your distractions from you. He wants you to see, He wants to see you satisfied in Him. Because God is most glorified when you're most satisfied in Him. So let us, Lord, I thank you. Holy Spirit, you're doing what only you can do, Lord. So Lord, I pray that as we sing a song right now, God, that you would come and change our hearts, God. Lord, December won't distract us, Lord. 2019 won't distract us, God. We will only go step by step higher. We do not want to go backwards again, Lord. God, we do not want to face uh, tough times, God, and, and feel so overwhelmed, God, but we want to express our victories, Lord. Even when David fled, Lord, he didn't ask you for anything, but he expressed himself, God. And so, Lord, I pray in this moment, Lord, that you just come and meet us. And then I'll close for us. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord,
excited that we will be with you God you're ex so excited Lord that we will spend our days and our lives worshiping and being in your presence and so I really feel in my heart tonight that those of you who want to be refreshed in your walk with God you want a refreshment a newness I just want you to come to the front and we just want to pray for you as we're in this moment and those of you who, yeah, if there's someone, just come to the front. If you want a refreshment, if you want to say, oh, my walk with the Lord has, has been weary. I've been very distracted. Just come to the front. And if there's anyone who's here tonight that says, I want to I wanna recommit myself. I've, I've, I've lost it a bit. I've, I've been, I went aside a bit or whatever it may be. You've lost your wholehearted submission your wholehearted devotion to God I also want you to come and, and join us here in front and we we want to pray for you um, if you want to give your life back to the Lord and if you have no relationship with God at all and you want to give your life over to him um, you you can also come to the front and so may the the leaders the elders just you know you can sisters here um, just come and pray for refreshment right now and then yeah just take a moment for that thank you for listening for more information about this podcast and other resources please visit envintook.org